welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. That sounded a bit like Hamilton for a moment there. Yeah, I wondered why you were rapping. You sing too much anyway, so rapping isn't something you should add to your repertoire. Welcome to the NTT20 betting show, sponsored by Betfair. It's the sound of the start of your weekend, famously. Your weekend also has an option to go alongside this, and that is on the EFL newsletter by NTT20. Hold on, that's a newsletter for me to read with my eyes. Yes, it is, for the most part, but also on a Friday morning, guess what we're going to release? A weekend preview that's nothing to do with punting, that mentions every single fixture and picks out key narratives and some opinion as well. So um, I think that might be right up the street of the sorts of people that will listen to the Not The Top 20 betting show. So do sign up today, ntt20.substack.com. It's pretty unfettered and unfiltered, I'd say. (laughs) This is for over-18s only. It's George Ellick and myself, Ali Maxwell, making betting picks ahead of the EFL weekend. It's an incredible docket in the EFL this weekend, particularly in the Championship and League 2. Narrative and significance off the charts. Uh, We're heading into this with George still in great form. Let's start with the negative. We both went Sheffield (laughs) Wednesday flavoured for our naps, and that did not go to plan. But as they say, George, if you don't get your nap up, Better have a good backup. They do say that. Connor Jennings, four to one anytime. Yes, I threw to my my NB, which was also a winner. Five to four, Crawley, winner. Yeah, Connor Jennings, I mean, it's fair to say that the goal scorer bets haven't gone to plan for either of us this season so far. So I was just relieved to get one in the satchel. We had a double duer. Uh, Stevenage were our lay and they didn't win. So that was a good thing. I also got Stockport to nil at 13 to five, 2.6, which almost dragged me back to break even but not quite I was minus 0.4 uh, points down so my green streak comes to an end but George's continues five weeks in a row in profit you're about 25 points up in about five weeks which is mm. good George what I want you to tell me is what you think the best bet of the EFL weekend is as you say a brilliant weekend of fixtures I'm choosing my nap in one of the worst games of the whole weekend and I fancy AFC Wimbledon to beat Rochdale in a game that basically no one could care about unless you're either an AFC Wimbledon fan. Even if you're a Rochdale fan, I'm not sure you care that much. Um, or if you are having a bet in the game, and that's what I'm doing. Six to five AFC Wimbledon are to get the win here. And I'm absolutely amazed that you are getting odds against about a home win. I would have thought in my mind, without doing much working, that away from home, a kind of mid-table side off the back of a win might be about five, six to five at Rochdale. F. Wimbledon's home form so far this season has largely been pretty good. Um, up until mid-February, they'd only lost three games at home. Those are all early in the season. I had a long unbeaten run at home. Um, in the midst of that, they beat Leighton Orient, they beat Stockport. But there's no denying that recently things have been pretty poor. Um, three defeats in a row in the midst of that poor run at home. And um, one of those being against Crawley, left fans not particularly happy I think we can kind of forgive them for the 3-2 defeat against Stevenage where they were by far the better team and a 3-1 defeat against Mansfield nothing to be too embarrassed about but they returned to winning ways at home to Walsall in midweek Um, we've seen with AFC Wimbledon they've consistently been going ahead in games and squandering leads and losing the game Uh, it was heartening for everybody involved to see Wimbledon going ahead in that one and then making the game safe without really conceding too much in, in, in terms of chances from Walsall, you were at the game, you said it was fairly co- com- comfortable and I'm happy to go with you on that, having watched some back myself. For Rochdale, it's a very, very different story. 
On the road, they've only won three games this season, the last of which came at the beginning of January. They've lost five of their last six away games. The only draw came away at Crew Alexandra. They've just sat Jim Bentley. Jim McNulty takes over. You know, regular listeners to the show will know my thoughts on betting on new manager bounces, especially when the club have released a statement in the week pretty much confirming they are you know, accepting relegation and starting to build for next season already. Um, they had a massive game last time out away at Crawley Town, a team who were down in the in the bottom end of the table. It was their biggest game of the season. They didn't turn up at all. Crawley were 2-0 winners and, and totally deserving of that. So I don't really get this. You know, I, I think for, for AFC Wimbledon, they might not have much to play for, but certainly in terms of the players' futures and Johnny Jackson's future, they've got a lot to play for. And off the back of a win, that should mean that any um, demons in terms of, of winning games should be should be exercised. So, yeah, my best bet of the weekend, as I say, it's not a game that many neutrals are going to be too interested in, um, but I think they should justify favouritism. They should be shorter than the 6-5 to five that they are. My nap, also in League 2. Also one of the fixtures that doesn't leap off the page, shall we say. Also involving a team that played at Plough Lane on Tuesday night in front of my eyes. Sutton to beat Walsall is my nap. 9-5, to five, 2.8 with the Betfair Sportsbook. What I saw from Walsall was rubbish, in all honesty. Couldn't think of a better word than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walsall's attack has completely fallen off a cliff. Um, and I saw on Tuesday how and why, basically, no patterns of play. I mean, this has been a problem all season. It's been, even in their best moments of the season, the positives were how solid they were, the negatives were could they just loosen up a little bit and attack? Could they be more potent? Now, they're not defending particularly well. And the lack of patterns of play, the lack of joined up thinking in, in build-up, the lack of decent targets up front when they do play long, which they do quite a lot, the lack of midfield ball progressors, consistently so, the lack of consistency in the final third from some of their attacking players, who almost all of them I see as like, flashes players a player that will you'll see someone do something good on the highlights like once a month and then the next month you'll see it again and think like oh I wonder maybe he's been injured you're like no no he just he didn't do anything for five games and you've just reminded yourself that he exists I was super underwhelmed Manny Mont playing left back Hayden White playing right back in a back four allows for the ball to stop basically down the flanks Um, White's a, a powerful ball carrier but he is not a ball player Mont neither of those things it felt hard to imagine how they would consistently create chances. As for Sutton, they haven't won in their last three. They haven't scored in their last three. And I sort of think if you look at away points at Mansfield and Barrow, if you squint, you can turn them into pretty good results. And nil all draws, pretty solid performances. Uh, the one they'll home lost to Grimsby was poor. Um, so I'm not 100% clear on, on whether they're in okay form or poor form uh, we'll find out that they have kept a clean sheet in four of their last five so at the very least defensively they're in pretty good shape um, it's just the, the goals that have dried up a little bit particularly away from home but um, I like the way that they play I love Matt Gray's 4-4-2 you know talk about a team in Warsaw where I can't see what their plan is to create shooting opportunities it's almost a complete opposite with Sutton it's very clear that they have very clear and, and established patterns of play in order to get shots off both from open play, but also heavily from set-piece situations. Uh, and they're pretty ingrained now. So um, I think they're the more together team with more motivation because they're still going for the playoffs, Walsall playing for nothing, and more idea of how to score goals, which for me seems like a good combo for a match of association football. Sutton, my nap, <laughs> they're a 2.8, 9-5 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Next best. 
I'm just going to take a chance on Stoke at 21 to 10 to beat Coventry. Yes. Um, 21 to 10 they are uh, at Coventry to win this game. There was a very good bit of data viz tweeted by Mark Taylor um, of um, content provider for Pinnacle Sports and InfoGoal. He's like a data viz all-star, Mark Taylor. Yeah, I, I retweeted it. Well um, so followers would have seen. It's nice of you. It is opponent adjusted expected goal difference before and after the World Cup break. So basically taking um, a team's ranking in opponent adjusted XG before and after. Um, and Stoke, no surprise that Stoke are one of the highest risers. Maybe some surprise that Stoke, uh, according to his model, are the second um, team in the whole of the championship behind Burnley. Um, significantly behind Burnley, it should be said, but above Middlesbrough in that time. It's interesting as well to you know, around the Michael Carrick narrative that the Middlesbrough ascent is basically just a horizontal line, um, you know, which caused, we know that the the data around Middlesbrough was very good early in the season when results are poor. But I digress. Um, Stoke second um, in that table. And when you consider, I, th- I thought for a while about just having them draw no bet here, um, still at, at kind of heavily odds against. But when you look into their performances and the way that they're playing and the results they've had recently and the, the kind of freedom that they're playing with, I kind of just wanted to, to to bat them just to win the game. Um, recently away from home, they've beaten Sunderland 5-1. They've beaten Swansea 3-1. Um, they were unlucky not to beat Middlesbrough 1-1 um, one, all. You know, they are basically the better game in all of their te- better team in all of their games at the moment. And when they get going, are able to to, to score quite a few goals in, in beating teams. Also beating Blackburn 3-2, but they were 3-0 up in that game and, and good value for it as well. Um, you know, Coventry are obviously a very good side and massive respect to them and what they're doing this season under Mark Robbins. And, and there's no denying this is a game that matters more to them too. Um, but I think that right now, you know, neutral venue, I would have um, Stoke as the, the favourites between these two sides. And given the level of dominance that Stoke have been able to exert against other championship sides away from home recently, um, I, I think it's a big price. And I, I might even be playing and a minus one and stuff on the day as well. Um, because I, I do think that there's a chance this Stoke team are just way, way better than the market has them at the moment. You know, sometimes I get like a good feeling about something or someone or a team. Your wife? Yeah, all, all the time. <laughs> but specifically when we're talking about EFL football, and I, I sometimes get a bit weird with it. You know, like when... When I had that song about Mike Flynn's Newport County and stuff like that. Yeah. You're going to sing Jai Ho again? There's, uh, there's something about Ian Dawes, Tramway oh Caretaker God. Manager. The Dawes Diamond. Yeah. There's something about Ian Dawes, his diamond formation. It's just, I've got the bug, mate. I'm backing Tranmere to win and over 3.5 goals at 13 to 2. Okay. As my next best. 7.5 the decimal. Tramir were so apathetic and miserable, their fans in particular, but the team and their limp performances. And then last weekend, they went to Colchester. They drew 1-1. And if you look at that game on paper, you probably think there's not a huge amount different here. The new guy hasn't done a huge amount different. That would be completely wrong. That game was, A, super open. The 15 shots to 13, around 3.5 total XG combined, which, in fairness, included a penalty. And also Saunders' goal was a huge chance, basically tapping into an empty net, having gone round the goalkeeper. But my first port of call here 
was to back goals in this game. It's 2.1 for over 2.5 goals. Unders is the is the odds-on favourite. The goal expectancy is low. I think, George, this is a great and not that regular example where the context that we can apply can beat a model. Beat the bookies. A model that will be heavily based on season-long and even recent XG uh, totals in these games. I think to compare this Tramir team to the one from three weeks ago is is like apples and oranges because Ian mm. Dawes is completely open with his intentions that he will set them up to play seriously attacking football in a diamond formation. The sort of football that involves them playing fast attacking football, committing numbers forward, they're going to be open as well at times. That's what he wants. He's trying to get a good vibe back. I dare say he's playing his cards quite cleverly because he's obviously linked to the area. He talks an incredibly good game with the fans. His post-match interview after the game was amazing, George. He was going like, our fans, they know football. Like <laughs> These guys are intelligent and they know the game. So like, you know, that stuff's catnip to fans. Mm-hmm. So Friday night under the lights at Tranmere, Friday night football on the Wirral. It's going to be the first good atmosphere there for a long time. They're going to be with a seriously attacking mentality. He was very, very clear about that. In his caretaker spell in 2020, which I mentioned on the pod, he had three uh, league games. The first one, he won 1-0. So let's say that was the Colu game, the 1-1, just like the initial one. Then the next two were 4-3 and 5-0 both Tranmere wins. He also played a a cup game against Accrington, which they won 2-1, and a Papa John's game against Wigan, which was 2-all and went to penalties, and they won on penalties. So they won four out of five games and drew the Papa John's game. Over 3.5 copped in four of the five games. And yeah, I'm getting a bit lively. If I'm honest, I'm excited about Ian Dawes' diamond. It might be complete nonsense. Uh, It might be a Wizzy and a Woozy and a Fugazi. But I'm buying into it. Good vibes on Friday night. There's definitely value in goals. And I'm going to go for them getting the win at home to Harrogate as well because Harrogate are not a particularly good team. Um, Yeah, excited. In fact, 30% of Harrogate games have gone over 3.5 this season. That's the third highest number in the league. So I think for what I'm imagining Tranmere to look like on Friday night, Harrogate are the perfect dance partner because I think they're going to be up for that special salsa. So come on. Just want to feel something. And I think Ian Dawes is my gateway. Uh, Tramir to win and over 3.5 goals. This one's on Friday night. 13 to do, 7.5 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Wow. Mm. Exciting. Don't forget, George, it's bet 10, get two. That means if you bet £10 on EFL Lackers this season, you get a £2 free bet. T's and C's in the bio of the podcast. I'm laying Mansfield at 1.65 at home to Crawley Town. Having listened to Nigel Clough's interview off after their 0-0 job with Sutton, it's fair to say that he was pretty downbeat. Um, they made loads of changes to the side that day. Um, there were some injury concerns going into the game, which I think will continue here. Um, John Joe O'Toole, Anthony Hartigan, Will Swan, all out. Um, but they also dropped Reese Oates to the bench. And given that Clough spoke after the game about injuries, I wonder if there was a knock there rather than it being anything else. Hiram Boateng, another one who dropped to the bench and came on, who's had big injury issues. Um Harbottle was stretched off or went off with a head injury in the first half and was replaced by Perch. That's another injury issue. And it meant that um, a young striker by the name of James Gale made his first start. Uh, and by all accounts, did pretty well in the game. Um, but big injury issues. Clough saying it was a good result to draw 0 0 at home to Sutton, given the issues. I haven't seen any suggestion from any local media that there are loads of players coming back for this one. So we can assume it'll be the same. And they come up against the Crawley side who are in their best form of the season so far um, and still have a fair bit to play for, still only five points clear of the drop zone, but they've picked up um, 
11 points from their last five games. They're unbeaten in that time. A decent one will draw home to Grimsby recently. They're just playing pretty well. And, you know, key players coming to, to form, um, whether it's Nadsen um, or Telford. Uh, yeah, they're just looking in, in, a, in a better position now. And I think they'll make life difficult here for, for Mansfield. I think Mansfield are too short and they might lay at 1.65. Yeah, I'm again in League Two. This time it's Stockport, Salford. I've laid Stockport on the Betfair Exchange at 1.9. And this, like last week's successful lay of Stevenage, is more strongly than anything else a pro-Salford stance. Um, irresistible force meets immovable object here. Salford have scored the most goals away from home in League Two this season. They've got the third best record away from home in League Two this season. And they've scored three goals in each of their last four games. And I've detailed why I think the attack is suddenly flowing. It makes so much sense on paper. It is exceptional attacking players for the level in a system that I think is designed uh, very, very well by Neil Wood to get the best out of them. But Stockport... I think they've kept five clean sheets in the last eight. Their XG against is unbelievably strong for some time now. So I don't for a minute think Salford are going to cut loose and score three here. But I still think the irresistible force can can do a decent job to, to get a goal or two here. And Stockport going forward have looked have been quite tough to watch, to be honest. I mean, last week against Swindon, they played 10 men for 90 minutes. And if you're the sort of person that thinks sometimes it's more difficult to play against a team with 10 men, you're wrong. You've got, a, you've got another player. You've got one more player than them. You should be able to find overloads. You should be able to play through teams or round teams much easier. And you should be able to create a lot of chances. And they didn't really do that. The goal they scored was, they had Swindon to thank basically for, for handing them the ball from Swindon's attacking free kick and, and them executing what was a, a very good and speedy counter-attack. But I've got some question marks about Stockport at the moment. They're just, they're a bit glued up, I think, in, in attack. So, um, Compared to Salford, I think I basically I understand why Stockport are favourites. I think that they're the rightful favourites. I just think that there's uh, it's too far towards them, uh, and that's what I'm looking for when I'm trying to lay someone. <laughs> trying to lay someone. I'm going mad here. Stockport laid at 1.9 with the Betfair exchange. What's your goals pick? Very keen on this. Back to the tried and tested of a of a team scoring over a certain amount yes. of goals, and I'm gonna um, put up. Barnsley to score over 3.5 goals at 11-2 to two at home to Morecambe. Um, I'm probably also going to back over 4.5 and, and over 5.5 as well. Let's let's go through the sequences. Um, Barnsley's streak of scoring. Let's go back to October the 29th. They hosted Forest Green. This is their scoring streak at home since then. 2-3-2-2 two, 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 blank. Three, two, four, three, three, four. So they are scoring a lot of goals. The blank was a three-nil defeat at home to Bolton. Red card after ten minutes, famously. He took the words out of my mouth. Love caveating that. Um, they've scored four goals in two of their last four games. The other two were three. They are coming out here off the back of a disappointing away defeat as well. Um, but this is a, a big game for them to make sure that they can try and keep pace with the three teams above them. Let's do another sequence. Yay! Fibonacci. November the 19th, 2022. Yeah. The day after my birthday. Oh. Morecambe travelled to Lincoln City. Their goals conceded streak away from home. 2-2-1-4-5-3-1-1-3-1. Maybe not quite as bad, but still you've got two threes, a four and a five in, in that. Yeah. Um, and, and no clean sheets and no wins. So... 
this is one of the best attacking teams in the whole league at home, up against probably the worst defensive team away from home. Add to that, there's stories doing the rounds at the moment that Morecambe players haven't been paid uh, and what that's going to lead to on the pitch, especially given that Morecambe are, are looking, you know, whether Derek Adams can do it again. Um, not in a great position to get survival. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a, a game where I'd be really surprised if we don't get a decent run for our money at the big prices. You've just made me change my goal scorer pick. More on that shortly. My goals pick, still in League Two, uh, is Barrow nil, Gillingham one. Correct score with the Betfair Sportsbook. It's seven to one. Uh, Barrow, the favourites for this game. I'm. I was tempted to pick Gillingham as my next best. They're at five to two, three point five with the Betfair Sportsbook, and my gut told me that that felt about right. And then I thought to myself, the other thing I think about this game is that it might be the lowest margin game in League Two history. Um, both teams exceptionally uh, tight at the back. Um, and who's the better team right now? Well, you'd, you'd instinctively say Gillingham because of the stat I keep trot- trotting out about them having picked up the most points in League Two since the turn of the year. But actually, in their last eight games, both teams have picked up 14 points. The most instructive thing is that Barrow have won four, drawn two, lost two. They've scored six in eight. They've conceded four in eight. Incredibly low margin stuff. Gillingham, eight games, four wins, two draws, two defeats. They've scored seven and they've conceded six. So both teams are basically averaging like 1.5 goals per game total at the moment. It's just got a real feeling of 1-0 either way here. Um, Barrow's home games this season have only averaged two goals a game. Gillingham's away games have averaged 1.74 goals a game. In terms of of picking Gills 1-0 rather than Barrow 1-0, I just think they have that vibe at the moment um, for whatever that's worth. rather. I feel like the ball is falling to Gills in in nice positions inside the box and they're finishing their chances. For For five months, the opposite happened. Nothing fell for them and what did fall for them was being blazed over the bar. So... Gillingham 1-0 winners at Barrow is my goals pick uh, and it's 7-1 to one with the Betfair Sportsbook which just leaves a goals Cora. I'm going to put up Marcus Brown at 4-1 to one for Oxford at Peterborough. Um, I, don't, I don't think this is blind optimism. I, I anticipate Peterborough will likely win the game uh, or certainly, you know, not a lay um, at the kind of 5-6 to six that they are currently. Um, but there was a couple of things that made me think that Brown might be Oxford's most likely goal scorer. Um, there's a, a lack of strikers. Um, Gatlin Odonka started up front for Oxford against Morecambe. I wonder if Carl Joseph might start up front here. Um, but Tyler Smith seemingly not getting much of a look in since his loan move from, from Hull. Um, but Liam Manning worked with Marcus Brown at West Ham um, in the academy and they have a relationship that predates uh, Oxford. Marcus Brown was much much better in the game against Morecambe and in pretty much the first open play high xg big chance that Oxford created in 2023 um he was the beneficiary and tucked home from from two yards he's a player that I I still think has all the talent to be one of the best players in league one Uh, why it hasn't happened for him partly fitness um partly I think motivation as well um but I think he'll be playing off the right hand side here off a target man or off you know someone who isn't necessarily prolific in in Joseph um, and if Oxford are able to create, you know, I think he should be a, a fair bit shorter than that. And 
the market seems to have massively turned against Oxford since Carl Robinson left the club, and I'm not entirely sure why. Um, it feels like if this game was being played a few weeks ago, um, then Oxford would be a shorter price. So, yeah, you know, in a game where it's so important that Oxford try and end this losing run, um, I'd be surprised, and especially given that Peterborough aren't always the, the most solid in terms of defensive shape, um, even if they are prolific, um, I think it's a little smidgen of value. Yeah, as mentioned, I changed my goals pick about five minutes ago when you were talking about Barnsley scoring lots of goals against Morecambe. A name came instantly to mind from when I had a long list uh, before making my final pick, and it's gazumped Efron Mason-Clark. He was going to be my goals pick at 3.4 for Peterborough at home to Oxford, a player I spoke about on the Monday pod and detailed why I like his game so much. Um, but another player that I've spoken about quite a lot on the Monday pod in the last few months has gazumped him. Adam Phillips of Barnsley is my goals pick here. And I'm stealing a lot of your your working, really. The way that you talked about Barnsley goals made me quite confident that <laughs> Barnsley might score some goals. Uh, and Adam Phillips at 3.75, I think, is, is the best value. Uh, this has landed in seven of the last 19 uh, league games for Phillips. He has got seven in his last 19. And They've all been in, in single goal batches. So um, he he's spread across quite nicely. And that's because he's playing for a good team. He's playing in a role that suits him, where his remit is to take a lot of shots and to make a lot of play a lot of killer balls and just to be the guy that racks up goals and assists. And that's what he's doing very, very well. Uh, he fairly regularly has three shots, less regularly, but sometimes has four shots. And on two occasions this season, uh, in games where they were heavy favourites against MK, against Accrington, he's had five shots. I think we can be pretty confident that if Phillips starts here, which he should do, uh, he will have a few sighters. And lastly, for whatever this is worth, and I don't think it's worth that much, he's playing against his old club, Morecambe, where he was a very, 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 very popular loney, gave him his first chance in senior football uh, and was excellent. So I think... That makes no difference, but I'm going to tell you anyway that it's against his old club because some people like that. Adam Phillips, my goal scorer pick, 3.75. Really now hope, no offence, Efron, that Mason Clark doesn't score. Unless Phillips does as well, in which case, you know, space for everyone here. Betfair's Bet Builder allows you to combine selections easily into one bet. With Betfair's popular Bet Builder, you can easily add the trending Football League Bet Builder selections to your bet slip in just one tap. George, recap your selections, will you? AFC Wimbledon to win at uh, home to Rochdale at 6-5 to five is my nap. Stoke uh, to beat Coventry at 21-10, to 10, my next best. Laying Mansfield at 1.65 at home to Crawley is my lay. Over 3.5 Barnsley goals at 11-2 is my goals bet. And Marcus Brown to score any time at 4-1 to one for Oxford United is my goal scorer bet. Thank you very much. Good night. Have a great weekend. Hoping to pay for a few overpriced French lagers my nap, Sutton, to win at 9-5, 2.8 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Tranmere to win and over 3.5 goals on Friday night, 13-2, 7.5 the decimal. That's at home to Harrogate, Ian, Dawes's Diamond, Divas. Go on the Super White Army. Uh, I've laid Stockport at 1.9, been matched on the Betfair Exchange at 1.9. Uh, my goals pick is Jills to beat Barrow 1-0. Uh, at Barrow at 7-1. to one. And my goal scorer is Adam Phillips of Barnsley at home to Morecambe. That's his old club, isn't it? Uh, those are our selections. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you want more EFL Weekend Preview content, 
nt20.substack.com will provide you with a discussion of every single fixture that's taking place on this hugely significant EFL weekend. It's the run-in and it's going to be great. Enjoy it. Thank you very much to Betfair for your continued support of this podcast. Uh, all the best best with any selections that you go for this weekend. Please gamble responsibly, never chase your losses and never bet more than you can afford to lose. Go well.